Do you ever wonder if there's something strange going on right under our very feet? Do you really think that we're just standing on hot magma? And have you ever wondered whether Nazis live alongside aliens inside the Earth in a utopian city with flying cars? Well, if you have, this is the episode for you. This episode, we're taking on the Flat Earth's arch nemesis, Hollow Earth. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat. I'm Tom. And this week we're talking about hollow earth. The hollow earth. The earth is hollow and people live in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell this is already going to be one of those where it's like, like with the moon doesn't exist or whatever, where it's just like, some people say this, but that's wrong. Yeah, the evidence that... I've got some bits of quote-unquote evidence we'll go through. Um, But a lot of it is just outrageous claims with a link to an article with someone else making outrageous claims. So it's like their references are just other people making outrageous claims on some other rinky-dink website. Wow. Great. The internet's doing really well. (laughs) Um, there's a few different hollow earth theories, but we're going to go with the main one, which is the sort of one that's popular at the moment, which is the concave hollow earth theory, also known as the inverted earth. So the hollow earth theory is what it sounds like. The earth is hollow. But yeah. Tom, if someone told you that the earth was hollow and there's people living in there, where would you imagine that they live? Like, where do they stand? What? Well, at first I would think they just meant that, like, they live underground and that they've managed to excavate, like, a whole society mm. that's underground. Oh, so it's almost like a f- there's just a big hole and they live at the bottom of it. Yeah, almost like the Earth itself isn't hollow, but, like, just a lot of it is empty space being held up mm. in secret Nazi bunkers or something. Well, that would be wrong because (laughs) the concave hollow earth theory specifies that so the earth is completely hollow, so it's like a shell, and we all live on the outside of a shell and we're kind of standing on it with all our heads poking outwards. They all stand on the inverted side, so all their heads are like poking inwards, if that makes (laughs) sense. I don't know how else to describe it, but... So so it's like... We're we're on the outside of the earth and and like the ground curves down as Mm -hmm. you go forward and they're on the inside and like as you go forward, the earth curves up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, So they also believe that there's a small star in the middle of the earth, which is what lights up the inside (laughs) of the earth. Because I was going to ask that. I was going to be like, if you live underground, like it's hard enough living overground in a place that doesn't get much sunlight, like Sweden or something. But if you're literally underground, yeah, no, but it's not like underground. It's like you live inside the earth, but the earth is also a sun. <laughs> so they believe that like most planets have a small sun inside, and that's where like all the aliens go in and stuff. And that's why we've never found anyone. Because all planets are hollow and all most people know to live on the inside because the inside's better. And we're the weird ones. 
You're living on the outside of a planet. What the fuck? <laughs> You're like touching space. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> that is a thing as well. If you lived inside the Earth, like surely it would get very stuffy. Well, they have two giant holes. Giant, so like coming to the to out. get in and out at the North Pole and the South Pole. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. This. You're, I know you're probably going to use the phrase you always use of "we'll get into it," mm. but like, who believes this? Because it it doesn't sound plausible um, in, in in many many ways. So it was started by this guy in the 19th century, who I'll tell you about in a minute. But the people who believe it currently, okay, they mainly I'm I don't want to generalize. <laughs> Yeah. But they're Trump supporters. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was a bizarre crossover between websites with Donald Trump and the American flag as the background discussing Hollow Earth. And, like, there just weren't many sites that were like, I only believe in Hollow Earth and all the other conspiracies are dumb. It was yeah. like, Hollow Earth and also QAnon and also all of these other theories. And they, they, like, a lot of them say that God has to exist for the Hollow Earth to exist, which makes sense. Because like, I like you know, that, that they're like, the Hollow Earth needs justifying rather than, yeah. <laughs> that means it's probably not true. <laughs> so I, they're, they largely seem to be the same people who believe in QAnon. I feel like the QAnon community has two branches, and that is the Flat Earthers and the Hollow Earthers. And the Hollow Earthers are a much smaller proportion, but they're still very solidified within the sort of Trump thing. It's weird, isn't it? I bet it's like... So not not all Trump supporters are Flat Earthers... But all flat earthers are Trump supporters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that's just... very much the vibe I got. That's from crazy. All of this. But yeah, so there are people who genuinely believe it, and a lot of them are also quite fundamentalist Christians, from what I can see. Mm. But not in the terms of like they're not like they don't mix two cottons. They're not like really like. They're not Amish. They oh, don't right. give up technology, yeah. but I mean, like, they're normal Americans, but to us, they're normal, like, you know, how I imagine Americans who live in the countryside. Are, how how do you is, imagine that? <laughs> Paint I imagine country, uh, Americans who live in the countryside are like, no, this is going to be awful. <laughs> People are going to hate me. <laughs> I'm sure it's not all of them. Yeah. But they just watch Fox News and believe what Fox News tells them. Mm. Whereas, like, yeah. city Americans, I imagine, as being more just like Botox. <laughs> is that the two party system? So, the two Americans, basically. you can either be Botox or countryside. <laughs> you either live in a town with four people and a goat, and the goat is the most progressive person who lives in the town, or you're like a Botox person in the city. You, you pay five grand a month in rent, and uh, you don't believe in any kind of structural change. Yeah. Those, those are the two parties. I'm sure that there's like, you know, 
centrists who live in the countryside. <laughs> That's very generous of you, Catherine, to imagine there's a third American. <laughs> anyway, they're one yeah. of the, I imagine them as the countryside Americans. Yeah, and that is one of the divides that they've kind of used, isn't it? Of like, oh, it's coastal elites, it's urban elites. Mm. They, and I'm just feeding the narrative, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of well, it's kind of been self fulfilling, hasn't it? It's like everyone's taking the piss out of them for being right wing rural people, but then that's just added to the feeling that oh, these city people don't care about us because they think we're all stupid. Yeah, and it's it's a bit of a feedback loop. Really. Mm. So I think it doesn't help when. Even quote unquote unbiased media in America is painting things in a very specific picture. So, like, mm. I don't know. If someone from a different country told me that they had something like the BBC, which was like run by the state and gave them completely unbiased news, I'd be like, well, that's clearly not true because it's run by the state. But yeah. we have the BBC run by the state and I believe they're unbiased news. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it's very case-by-case case for me. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I mean, it's hard to report anything with no bias because mm. by the very nature of reporting something, you have decided which facts are relevant and you've decided, like, how to view something. Even if you've tried to be neutral, Yeah, you've sort of chosen which bits are relevant to tell people. So it's, it's, it's tricky. Are you saying yeah. that you think I've excluded some evidence that proves hollow earth? Uh, <laughs> that's not what I was saying. <laughs> wow. I feel judged. I'm going to go move to the countryside and start campaigning against your rights now. <laughs> right. This theory, like, okay, it properly started in the 19th century, but, you know, there's been people who believed in a hollow earth for ages. But it was this guy called John Sims who was just this huge supporter of the hollow earth theory and is basically just where the modern hollow earth theory stuff came from. Hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about his theories, but just to kind of preface them, he he has a quote-unquote good proper English education, which means he was a soldier and never had a scientific background. Is that so, what that, I thought he meant, like, oh, I went to Oxford no, or some elitist thing? No, like, he probably went to, like, a grammar school or, like, a, you know, a English good school or whatever, yeah. and then became a soldier and a businessman, but has no scientific background. Okay. So this guy kind of just came up with this idea and told people about it. Oh, and so that's he all didn't. it happened, needs to happen. <laughs> okay, that's a shame because lots of people did educate themselves, and like, uh, yeah, a lot of them, especially if they came out of the army, would like take a real interest in it and read. Up yeah, lots I think of books. especially in olden days, it was easy, like not easier, but more people self-educated themselves about this mm. stuff. It was more valued and less. Well, I can get any information at any time. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. But he it sounds like he didn't research before coming up with this and just thought um, of it. No, no, he he very much just thought, I reckon this is what this is. Because he never really provides any reasoning. Um, so in 1818, he announced his hollow earth theory 
And in its original form, he said there were four concentric spheres inside the Earth and these spheres all revolved at different rates and on different axes. Which, to me, that sounds pretty cool. But what you're describing is also just like, kind of like the solar system. But instead of planets, Mm. it's just a shell. It it sounds cool, but that should be the response of like, oh yeah, that sounds like it would be cool, and not... Yeah, and he pretty much came up with it, I think, because sometimes his compass would go crazy, like Mm. when he was travelling and stuff. But, like, there's a lot of reasons a magnetic field might be interrupted. Yeah. And you don't have to redesign the Earth to explain (laughs) it necessarily. But you might just have a bad compass. Yeah, I mean, he was doing his best to explain the things he saw. Mm. But even at that time, the scientific community were like, "This no, this isn't real. Like, when he announced it, most people laughed at him. And then a few people just believed him. So, wow. I guess like today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you announce anything confidently enough, you'll get, you know, a few people be like, yes, I think that is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he said there's like two openings to get into the hollow earth. There's the Arctic opening and the Antarctic opening, which are about four thousand and six thousand miles wide each. And they're now known as Sims Holes, <laughs> which I quite like. And he wants people to go exploring in Sims Holes. Yeah. Please explore my hole. <laughs> <laughs> my holes are open for business. <laughs> Follow me, guys. We're going to go see my holes. <laughs> the sad thing is he never saw his holes. Oh, like, uh, He never got to sad. visit his own holes. I... Yeah. I mean, no one's visited his own holes because they're not real, but... True, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's funny. That's very funny. Yeah. And he claimed, so he claimed that these inner surfaces were illuminated by sunlight, which was, like, reflected. But then he simplified his theory, so there weren't any spheres inside, and it was just hollow earth as I described earlier, with people living on the inverted sphere. The concave. Yeah, uh, and then he was like, there's a star in it. And it's just not clear why he changed his mind, except for it's easier to explain to people. Yeah. Yeah, he must have, like, sat down to sort of draw out all the logic or what direction things are rotating and stuff yeah. and just be like, no, no this is complicated. It yeah, can't it's be just this. hollow. Which I don't think any... I don't think explains the reason his compass went crazy. Like, I can understand if there's stuff moving in the earth, but... Mm. Yeah. So most people at the time thought he was dumb and he was laughed out of scientific circles, but he got some followers. But it kind of... The idea actually took off with Journey to the Centre of the Earth. So a book about this sort of mystical place in the centre of the earth. And the book started a whole genre which I didn't know. Oh, really? Of subterranean fiction. That's a whole genre of books. <laughs> things yeah, that I are really like the underground stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really popular for a while. And people started to associate, like, the centre of the earth with mystical and then utopian cities and these people who are living there mm. and all of that. 
And then it was kind of popularised just because it was discussed so much in fiction. Wow. Which... Which is what it should have been from the start, is just, oh, this would be an interesting science fiction idea. Yeah. But uh, it seems like some people took it a bit seriously, maybe. I also don't know what you get out of believing in Hollow Earth. Mm. Like, I understand... To some, to some extent, why people believe in things like QAnon. Because it means that, like, things are being fixed. Like, because, you know, there are bad people, and once we eradicate them, all the bad people will be gone and life will be idyllic. And it means that someone's in control. Yeah, and exactly, the... and it's not just a random series of events. And yeah. bad people doing bad things, because most people, when they're given enough power, will do bad things. Nope, it must be that Trump is deploying code words in his speeches to yeah. tell you he's working on the paedophile thing <laughs> and he needs another four years to deal with it. But Hollow Earth, how does that assuage any fears? Like, mm. like I guess you could be like, I'm going to go to the centre of the Earth and live out my days with these idyllic people and in this great society. But none of them seem that interested in going. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was one forum post I found where the guy was like, why don't we all just pitch together and rent a boat? And people were commenting, like, if you'll pay for me, I'll go. And it's like, so you believe, you truly, honestly hold the belief that the centre of the earth is a utopia, but you don't want to save up to get there. Yeah. I, I did th- Maybe there's an element of... I know it's probably not true, but mm. it gives me some hope that there is a utopia somewhere or some kind of cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I don't know. I just, if I truly believed there was a way to get to utopia, wouldn't you try to get there? Yeah, especially if there's a hole that you can just jump down, supposedly. That's something I don't quite understand. Is so there's a giant hole, and I never saw this explained or even anyone really asking. How do you, like, I don't quite understand how it works. Like, how do you flip out? Like, I guess the Earth is so huge that it's difficult to comprehend something like that. But how do you go from the outside to the inverted side? Well, luckily for you, I have played Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. Right, and I know exactly how this works. (laughs) So you're on the outside of a planet, you go in a pipe, you appear in the middle of the planet... And then you collect all the coins, and that is science and how it would be. So, I mean, it wasn't a utopia in that case. It was just collectibles and some monsters that I murdered. Well, maybe it's not a utopia. Maybe it is just monsters. That is a question I I do have, is, like, why people would think it is a utopia. Is it just a grass is greener on the other side of the earth kind of thing? Um... Well, people, so it's kind of like, so whenever I try to say, I'm trying to talk about Atlantis, but my brain was going, it's like Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) The lost city of Atlanta. (laughs) And there were so many times doing this where I was trying to Google Atlantis and accidentally just Googled Atlanta and I was like, this isn't the right place. (laughs) We should go to Atlanta, like, dressed like old-timey explorers <laughs> in, in flippers and just wander around being like, oh, it's everything I dreamed it would be, and see how people react. 
But I think people think that it's like the lost people of Atlantis. I will get into that, but we're doing something else first. Okay, cool. Which is just trying to understand the history of what we believe in general about the Earth. Oh, cool. Like... Going back to Galileo and him... Oh, I haven't gone in that much detail, Tom, but (laughs) (laughs) just basically like why people believe there's a hollow earth because there are so many places. There's always been these stories of a place inside or underneath the earth, which were almost always linked to the afterlife, like, you know, hell, Mm. Christian hell, the Greek underworld. Um, There's somewhere called the Jewish, Jewish Sheol, and the Hindo Patala, which are both like underground places. Hindo was that? Hindu. Oh, Hindu, right. Yeah. And there's just lots of ancient stories about like caves that lead to other worlds and portals and where evil animals escape and all of this. Evil so, animals? Yeah, evil animals escape from the inside of the earth. <laughs> it's quite a common like folklore story. Oh, okay, like individual. In like demonic animals, yeah, not just one evil rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you meet a rabbit and it seems a bit mean, it's like, ah, oh, it's probably escaped from hell. Yeah, where do you think those holes come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe that's just people not understanding burrows properly, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But these are a lot of sort of ancient stories, and then in the 1600s, there were a lot of theories that the earth might be like a hollow shell or more hollow shells inside, just because of strange compass readings, which, again, I think this is what that guy built all of that stuff on. Yeah. But theories about what we now believe the Earth to be structured like didn't come around until, like, the 1930s or 40s, which is quite recent. Yeah. Like, we didn't know that the Earth had a solid sort of inner... Like that it had the crust and yeah, the plates. And we didn't then, know that at all. Well, we didn't core. know about the crust and the plates and the core. Mm. Like They just kind of realised, oh, because of the way we're bouncing waves inside the earth and coming back, there must be like rocks in there. Like it's not hollow. Um, yeah. It's, but, it's, it's, it's funny to just think of the idea of them like pointing a satellite dish at the ground <laughs> and looking at a box and just being like... Yeah, mostly just more ground. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much what they did. So in 1936, there was this woman called Inge Legman, which is a great name. Wow. And she was the first person to discover that there was a solid inner core and then a molten outer core. 1936, we discovered that. To be fair, like, I don't even know how you find out that there is a molten core. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's history behind it, but I bet it was complicated. Yeah, so it's done through like seismic waves and things move differently through a liquid and through a solid and still now everything we know about the center of earth is pretty much done by measuring the properties of waves that pass through it so we get like all this deep earthquake and the data from that but we still really don't know that much about the center of our own planet because i think they tried to dig down They've dug like eight miles or so before it just got too hot really? to go any further. Yeah. Wow. Um, I suppose that proves in itself that there is, you know, 
heat. Yeah, but so there's definitely like magma down there, but mm. we still have no idea what the core is made of. Like there's theories it's made of iron, but we just don't know. And it's possible that it like rotates at a different speed to the Earth itself. So because yeah. I kind of thought it's like I thought we knew everything about the Earth's makeup because we studied it like at school. You've got you know the crust and the mantle and all of that. And they show you a diagram like a sort yeah, of cross section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a and pie that's, that's like been cut open. True. Well, that's what we believe to be true. But like, I guess how do we know that? Yeah, how do you prove it? Like we know that it's liquid and that it's going to be hot stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the core is solid. Mm. And I suppose, like, to a certain extent, it wouldn't make that much difference to our lives knowing more than that. No. Like, we sort of know what it is. We we can, you know, extract uh, geothermal power from mm. deep down, um, I guess... Just spending loads of money to try and work out exactly what the core is made out of. Yeah. Although I'm sure some people sort of know based on some science things. And also it doesn't really make sense for it to be anything else because, mm. like, planets are just made by rocks bumping into other rocks. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense that there's anything else down there except for melted rock and solid rock or a utopia yeah i mean all really god warm. made it and it's a utopia <laughs> and that's, wanna... where, that's where god sits he's yeah. got a little like <laughs> shed in the middle do you <laughs> want to go through some of the claims and evidence of we do have evidence is a loose term but <laughs> and okay. this is from um just the online uh, followers of Yeah, this. I spent a lot of time in forums and just people linking things that didn't say what they thought they were saying or, like, just things that were clearly untrue. Yeah. Like, talking about how there were giants and <laughs> then, like, there just weren't giants discovered, like, that kind of stuff. But anyway, so claim one is that the centre of the Earth produces bigger, healthier and more impressive plants and animals, including people. So that's where the giant claim comes from, that giants live in the centre of the Earth. Just because it's so much healthier to live down there. Yeah, and that like all the plants are really lush and there's these huge, amazing animals. Um and there's this race of giant people and or aliens because maybe aliens come from the centre of the <laughs> earth and that's what UFO are. But yeah, and they're called Lemurians. L- Lemurians? Lemurians. Lemurians. And they're supposedly like the lost people of Atlanta. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> they were like, oh, we've got to drive back to Atlanta from another Georgian city. And then they were like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> I took a left turn downwards. And now we're in the centre. Atlantis. Atlantis. Obviously, that right. was a joke. <laughs> so um, they believe there was an underwater city and I... then they got lost under that. And. So Atlantis to the other side. people and Lemurians are not the same race oh. of people. So the Lemurians supposedly lived on a continent that no longer exists. And they're like 
either in the Indian or Pacific Ocean. And then the people from Atlantis lived on another continent that was also, like, gone underwater. But the Lemurians escaped and went inside Earth. But the Lemurians and the Atlantisans, I don't know how to say Atlantians. Atlanteans? Atlanteans. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, they didn't get on and they fought a lot. (laughs) But The Lemurians were just like, you're too wet. Yeah. You're too under the water. It's not natural. (laughs) We're going to go live on the Earth, under the Earth. Yeah. That makes more sense. Inside the Earth. Um, And they're like supposedly a race of super people. And now when you Google... Lemurians um, for whatever reason a lot of swastikas come up Ooh. and there's a lot of people who believe that the Lemurians are the true Aryans okay um, and that people they bred with real humans and now the good people are descended from these people and I find it bizarre because the Lemurians supposedly come from the Indian or Pacific Ocean, so like they wouldn't be white, but whatever. Yeah. But they would be a better race of people somehow, like a like a different yeah, species. Yeah, and they're described as having very pale skin, blonde hair and blue eyes and being very tall and kind of looking quite Nordic, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've got to admit, I was not expecting eugenics to... Sort of bizarre. We will point. discuss the Nazis later because Hitler believed in this. No. Yeah, he sent people to. Anyway, <laughs> we. <We're... laughs> I can't wait to find out more about that. Yeah. Stay tuned, everyone. It will be claimed too, so we'll go through some of the evidence for the idea that there's people living in the earth, and then we'll get onto the onto the sweet Nazi, Nazi stuff. stuff. Cool. Yeah, right. So evidence that there's giant animals in the centre of the earth are woolly mammoths. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why? So in 1846, there was a discovery of a like a woolly mammoth, which is obviously extinct. So this guy, Marshall Gardner, who is a huge hollow earth believer, he said that this mammoth from 1846 was so well preserved because mammoths were never extinct and they just lived inside the earth and it had wandered out of the North Pole. It had wandered out. The thing I don't quite understand, he says it's wandered out of the North Pole, but the North Pole is like... There's not a landmass. It's in the middle of the ocean and, yeah, like there's ice and stuff around it, but I find that strange. And presumably this this woolly mammoth was not found, like, just near the North Pole. No, it was found in Siberia. (laughs) 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 So So he he claims it was frozen and and carried down to Siberia on ice flow and it had actually died recently and that's why it was so well preserved. That's a long way and a lot of landmass to cross to turn up in Siberia from the North Pole. Yeah. It's also, it is a, it's a bizarre claim to make. Because, like, woolly mammoths didn't live that long ago. Like, human, they coexisted with humans. Yeah, for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, it's not surprising that the mammoth was preserved so well. Because we've got a lot of really well-preserved mammoths to the point where... We cut open their stomachs and we see what they ate before they died. Like, we know a lot about oh, wow. their diet because of that. 
And I've tried searching for this 1846 discovery that was claimed on all of these forums of this woolly mammoth that was so well preserved. And I, I just can't find very much about it. Like, no, I'm sure that there was a mammoth discovered, hmm. yeah. but it wouldn't have been, it wasn't the most preserved one that's ever been found. Like, we found lots of well preserved woolly mammoths. And if other ones have been found, and they, we, you know, we've, we've tracked that they were from the Ice Age and that they're fossils mm. from that time. So you think, presumably, I don't know whether he then believes that all woolly mammoths have just wandered out of the. I you think know, so, follower. yeah, yeah. Right, so he would dispute every single woolly mammoth that we've found, not just that one. Yeah. Right. That, I, yeah, I can't, can't get on board with that, got to be honest. Yeah, and also, like, when things are, fr- like, the nature of being frozen is that it is quite well preserved. Hmm. I don't know what, like, if someone told you, oh, there's this really well-preserved woolly mammoth. Like, it looks like it could have been born yesterday and frozen yesterday, like it's barely decayed. I don't think your immediate reaction was like, okay, it was frozen yesterday and I have to invent this whole thing about it living in the centre of the earth. Like, this isn't evidence that you've looked at and then come up with a claim to do with that evidence. This is a claim you have that you're looking for evidence to support. Because you wouldn't just look at a... like a frozen woolly mammoth and be like ah so this must be where it came from you know yeah it's like it's a story looking for proof yeah exactly like the original hollow earth guy just being like ah in my head this would be nice this is a good story this is compelling to me Mm. it must be true and i must yeah decide it is so there was a like quest to go to the hollow earth And this was in 1926 by this guy called Admiral Richard Byrd. And he wanted to discover if the Earth was hollow. So he went on an expedition to both the North and the South Pole. And I'm just going to read you some of the claims that he made. So he says he entered the hollow interior of the Earth and travelled for 17 miles over mountains, lakes and rivers. He claims he saw a sun inside the Earth. He saw a lot of large animals which looked like mammoths. Um, He found cities and a thriving civilization. As he he flew through the air over the city, he claims a flying machine that he'd never seen before flew up to him and escorted him to a landing area in Agathia, which is supposedly this amazing city. At this point, he was greeted, he was personally greeted by the king and queen of Agatha, who told him he'd only been allowed to enter Hollow Earth because of his high moral and ethical character. Um, And then they told him they were worried about bombs and he should go and warn people. I can't believe in this clearly made up story, part of the story (laughs) was, and and they said... Uh, they they said that I was allowed to see it because I'm really I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but they said you won't be able to see it. Oh no, because you're not as um, good as me. Yeah. So so that's why. I did my best to verify that any of this happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> the flight has not been verified. We don't know anyone else. He claims he had a crew. 
No, we don't know anyone else who went. There is zero evidence that he flew to the North or South Pole. I, so right, so he says he went through one of the poles into yeah, the Earth. Yeah, he says he went no on a flight, even going well, there. Well, it would be difficult to find a tr- like, but there's just no verification that I can find that this happened, which doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> but it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like, if if he had provenly, provably done that, you would have insisted on taking someone else to the North Pole hole and showing them the hole. I just, it's surely the hole yeah. would be findable, even if somehow the magic of the inside Earth people doesn't let you go in or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even sure, but I believe this is a delusional man because I truly think a delusional man would have tried to go back and bring other people. Yeah. I really just think it's a lie. Mm. I d- what was he? Was he an explorer or something? Or just no. like... Because it sounds so made up. It sounds like someone wanting to sell a book or do a book tour or speaking engagements or something. So he's a navigator and he worked, you know, for the military and stuff and he was given a Medal of Honor and all of this. Um and he claims to have the first expeditions to reach both the North and the South Pole by air. They've been disputed. But he did fly in, like, the Atlantic Ocean, a segment of the Arctic Ocean. Like, he was an explorer. Mm. And he did fly in the Antarctic. Just whether he went to the North and South Pole is an entirely different thing. Because they are, you know, I'm going to say it, tricky to get to as yeah. places. It would but be hard to do that without cold. help. It's very cold. It's very cold, yeah. Yeah. Um, Famously. Yeah, so I'm just not entirely convinced by his story, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's it's not even like there's a little bit of uh, truth to lure you in or, like, you know, a little bit of, okay, so I went there, didn't I? Yes, you did, yeah. And then I, you saw me go in the hole, yeah? Yes, we did. Okay, then I flew in the air under the earth and it, there was magic. Yeah. It's just, it just seems randomly pulled yeah, out. It's, it's just bizarre to me how many people online use his story as like a C. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't. I still don't see. I'd... Also, he was in the military. This mm. was in 1926 or something, right? Yeah. 1920. So presumably he might have seen a bit of World War One. And yeah. that might have dehumanised and sent him loopy, maybe, because it was horrible. Yeah. So that's another... Maybe not loopy. <laughs> he had a severe um, <laughs> mental illness. But <laughs> well, I didn't, well, I didn't want to pick a specific thing. Yeah, I know. A diagnosis. Know. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm... Yeah. Probably yeah. PTSD rather than loopy. Yeah. I just feel very... Either he's a liar... Or he really needs help. I mean, he can't have help now, but... No. Anyway, (laughs) do you want to talk about the Nazis? Oh, goody. Okay, claim number two. The Nazis travelled there, Adolf Hitler thought the world was hollow, and the Nazis went to live there after World War II when they lost. And they're still there. Like all the Nazis? Like, did Hitler go with them? Hitler went, yeah. Hitler went. Uh Uh-huh. Right, so he didn't die. Yeah. Right. 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 
Do you want some evidence for this claim? <laughs> or are you I just do. ready to believe it? Like, I, yeah, I think I would just, I would quite like to believe that and okay. not have it disproven. You want to believe that Hitler's still alive and living a grand old time in the middle of the earth? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I also like these uh, Hitler's still alive theories because it's now been so long that you probably would have just died from old age. Ah, but if you live in the centre of the Earth, because the atmosphere is so much better, you live longer? Is that... That's one of the yeah. things. You know, I don't think I do want to believe that Hitler is like a seven-foot chad living in the centre <laughs> of the Earth with glowing skin. You know what I don't fully understand? Is it supposed to be a utopia, but also Hitler's there? Mm. Like, to me... There is no utopia if Hitler's there. <laughs> like that automatically makes it not a utopia. Because do you think he chilled out when he got down there? Or do you think he's like, no, Jewish people can't come into the centre of the earth? Who kn- Maybe he got some therapy from the king and queen of Ag- Agathavapa. Yeah. And uh, at the very least, you'd have like heaven and then he'd be in the corner and you'd like just nudge someone and be like, why is, why is he here? And everyone's yeah. just like we, we feel awkward. We don't talk to him. We can't <laughs> uninvite him from heaven. Ugh. Ugh. It's true that the Nazi Party were interested in the occult in general, and Hitler was interested in a lot of stuff like ancient artifacts, and he was interested in this idea of the Aryan race and them being super beings and where they came from and all of this. Hmm. He even like during the war sent people around the world to find ancient artefacts that he thought might be magic and help him win in the war. Oh. To the point where the Americans were like, oh, shit, if he does find something magic, we're fucked. <laughs> so they sent people after the people looking for the magic artefacts. Just let them do it. Ah, uh, I, I, I wish that I could have... If I was in World War Two, I would like that to have been my job. Like, yeah, no, I can't actually do any of the horrific warfare because I've got to go look for a trinket. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, I I didn't realise that that, like, Indiana Jones plotline was not Mm -hmm. as uh, inconceivable. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think because of obviously the horrific things they did, no one talks about how goofy the Nazi party were and how, Mm. like... Because they're these evil people, but they're also, like, dumb as fuck. Like, they're just like, oh, maybe we'll find a magic sword and we'll win. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Which is weird, because, like, Hitler was an atheist vegetarian. He wasn't an atheist. He wasn't? No. Oh, is that, that's probably Christians just use that as a, (laughs) Wasn't one of us. Hitler was, (laughs) but he wasn't, he was a Christian. Oh. Like, yeah. Fair, okay. Or he was at least raised a Christian, whether he still believed it or not. Well, either way, you know, it didn't seem to factor very much into his uh, his 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 work. No, so, no. There you go. Um, so the sort of claim is that some of Hitler's top advisors thought the Earth was hollow, and they sent at least one expedition to find the entrance. And as far as I can find, the Nazis did go to the South Pole at least once, probably more than once. But it's unclear if they were trying to find the entrance to a hollow earth. Or there was something else I was reading about how they had a really bad supply of margarine, 
And they thought that if they went and killed a load of whales, they'd be able to use, because whales are so big, they could use all of their fat for, like, giving to people to eat. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's unclear if they went out there to find the Hollow Earth, but they definitely went to the South Pole. But it might have just been a hunting yeah. ex- expedition. But to be honest, even if they did go looking for the Hollow Earth entrance, like... That still doesn't mean it's true, and it still doesn't mean they found it. Yeah. Yeah, because I can imagine the Nazis, if they had found a hollow earth and got some sort of magic from it, I mean, they would have let us know. Yeah. Or demonstrated it somehow. They wouldn't be shy about... Yeah. They're not known for being shy. No. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Hollow Earth Research Society in Ontario, Canada, which is a real place, (laughs) real people... Yeah. Um, the Nazis and Hitler still live there in paradise. Oh, is that what their researchers? Uh, yeah, that's has what their up. research has uncovered. Right. And uh, they're using the advanced technology and all of this to keep them alive. Um, that's so funny. It's, so what is it? The Ontario. The Hollow Earth Research Society in Ontario, Canada. Wow. It's like that time when we did the episode about who runs the world and I found a website that was called the Global News Institute and it was just some guy's website. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can just call in anything, anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another piece of evidence they have is that over one million people went missing and they don't know where they were. There was a war. I don't know if you knew about this. <laughs> And there was a lot of illegal, awful shit that went on. Yeah. Where they were no- they were known for rounding up people and murdering. Like, one million is a lot of people, don't get me wrong. But they killed a heck of a lot more than that. And it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of those names got lost over time. And this is a million random people, is it? Yeah, or, yeah. Right. So not a million... Of the chosen Nazi, no. you know, elites or anything. There were a lot of Nazi scientists who vanished. Oh, wait, we know where they went. Operation Paperclip. Like, What's that, Operation Paperclip? Okay, so it's basically... Um, so after the war, obviously Germany had all of these scientists who had been working for the Nazis who had done truly, truly horrific things. So they'd experimented on people because they didn't think they were people in these camps. Yeah. When the war was over, Russia and America were almost immediately, you know, fighting the Cold War. So America accepted a lot of the Nazi scientists and said, we won't put you on trial if you work for our government. So all these people who had done horrific things were given entrance to America or to Russia because they were scientists who would work for them. So America had quite a lot of Nazi scientists who helped to build these spaceships that got them to space. (laughs) Or, like, at best, German scientists who had worked for the Nazis when they... Oh, no. No, no, these people, like... As in, these people were working in camps doing experiments where they just cut people open without... like, Like, these were not just scientists doing their day job. These were horrific people. Like... They had committed war crimes. Like, they mm. they just did experiments on people that were not okay. <laughs> like, Yeah, but then they were Americans, so that's fine. Yeah. 
So a lot of them like had their names changed to be American names when they moved over and all mm. of this kind of stuff. And that's Operation Paperclip because they wanted to win the Cold War. And, you know, who cares what someone's done if they help you build a rocket? Wow. <laughs> Starting to think everyone might be bad people. Yeah. But so a large proportion of the research that was done to send humans into space was built on Nazi technology because they'd got quite... They had become more slightly more advanced in certain ways because they mm. were doing all this illegal shit. I mean, war is very good for research and development, isn't it? It's yeah. like a sudden very intense period of uh, people working on stuff. Yeah. Like, their lives depend on it. So, the claim that, oh, loads of these scientists mysteriously went missing. Yeah, we know where they went. Like, <laughs> we, we employed them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I don't take that as a, a claim. No. So, I don't know how much evidence there is that Hitler lives in the middle of the earth. I think the evidence is that, like, ah, oh, it would be cool if he did. Again, it's like, oh, that's a compelling idea. Yeah. There must be some evidence for it. It is also fascinating to me that these people are like, that it is a utopia and that these aliens are the best people on Earth, but they also love Hitler and will accept Hitler. And it just yeah. makes me question, do you like Hitler? <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of these sort of far-right um Trump sympathising people have this kind of cognitive dissonance of being proud that they won World War Two, but also kind of being fascinated with Nazism. Yeah. And the sort of made the trains run on time. And also, you know, eugenics is maybe true a bit, but they just did it badly. Because eugenics yeah. was like a really, mm. really widespread idea in America yeah. before yeah. it was kind of revealed what the Nazis were doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Nazis are fascinating like morbidly fascinating mm. just because of the crazy things they believed like all this occult stuff that they truly truly believed but not enough for me to be like i want to meet hitler no anyway no so how are you feeling so far about whether hollow earth could exist uh i've not heard many strong points i'll be honest and I feel like there's there's a lot of unanswered questions about, like, so how does the gravity work if you're living on the inside of the Earth? Like, surely you yeah. would just be pulled into the centre of the Earth unless unless it is a Super Mario Galaxy thing. Uh, well, luckily, that's all the evidence they have to present. That is all of but, it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go over some of the physics of whether a hollow Earth could exist. Great. But, yeah... Um, that's all of that. Okay, so I went through. There's a lot more quote unquote what they call evidence, but I'm not going to dignify them linking a blogs about giants as evidence. Like I, yeah, I don't have time to go through every blog spot that tells me that the Earth is hollow, and here's the evidence why. Where there just seems to be a circular loop of. Here's the proof, and then you click to another person's blog, and then it goes in this loop to. Yeah, the blog goes. Here's the proof, and it goes back to the person in the yeah, forum. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've blogged many untrue things in the <laughs> in the time when I had a blog, so you know there is no fact checking. Yeah, and it's just like 
present your best evidence up front. Like yeah. I have gone through a lot of these forums and maybe I've missed some of the evidence. But if you have compelling evidence, you're screaming that from a rooftop, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. If Hitler was missing and we didn't know where he was, that would be the most known and talked about thing ever. Yeah. But he was found with a bullet in his brain, you yeah. know, lying on the floor. Um, he's probably not faked his death and, and gone to earth. Um, what is true is that our hamster, Mr. Nibbles, is currently doing a massive shit. No, he's having and, a wee. Uh, is he having a wee? He I can't see. He eats his shits, Tom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, have, have I offended the feces-consuming hamster that we have? Oh. Anyway, he's being very cute, but he is in my eye line whilst peeing. Anyway, so flat... Yeah. Flat, no, hollow earth. Hollow earth. Um... We'll go over some of the reasons that it's quite unlikely. Yeah. Um, We kind of talked about the seismic waves earlier, and they basically disprove that the Earth is completely hollow. The time it takes for waves to travel through and around the Earth is slower than if the Earth was hollow. So there's clearly something in there. Yeah. But there, there could be, like, huge interior gaps, like, that we just haven't quite seen hmm. so you know there theoretically there could be these huge gaps in the earth that have people living there but huge enough for mountains and no. a city and a civilization i, d- just no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah maybe um, i don't know how big they could be probably big enough for like a city or whatever yeah but we don't have any proof of them no um but it is interesting to me so maybe it's true yeah. <laughs> and just the way that planets are formed, it just seems it's unlikely to be hollow. Like, planets are made when small objects like dust and rocks are pulled together by gravity to form a big object, like a really big rock. Oh, hello. Mr. Nibbles again is climbing. Have you seen his, his, his ramp has fallen down, so now he's clambering over to the upper platform. Like, oh, I'll have to fix that later. Yeah, our hamster have... has good upper body strength. Yeah, I feel like if we were doing a video of this podcast, we'd have a nibbles cam in the corner. Maybe we should. Maybe we should transfer to a video only format mm. where we just have one camera on the hamster for <laughs> the whole podcast. Um, I'm sorry, that was probably very boring for everyone no, at home. that's all right. Um, planets. Like, they're just made from big rocks being sucked together by gravity, right? (laughs) And, like, all natural processes will rest in an equilibrium state where it's, like, the lowest potential energy. So if you drop a ball, it falls to the ground because it's lazy and it's going to its equilibrium state where it's the least potential energy and it requires it the least energy. And it's the same reason that bubbles are round, because it's just the least potential energy. Oh, right. And planets form into these solid spheres. They're minimising the gravitational potential energy. I mean, re- bubbles obviously aren't a great example because they are hollow. But it's because... <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Sceptic destroyed yeah. by bubble logic. But it's to do with like the mass of what's making up the shell. Hmm. And so a hollow sphere works for bubbles because the mass of the material making the bubble is so small that it doesn't have the gravitational pull between it to form it into a little 
ball. With rocks, it's just not it's just not gonna make a hollow shell naturally. Yeah. Um So you'd then have to claim that somehow this alien race dug out the hollow earth or yeah. something. I mean, especially when you're claiming that there's a star in the middle. Yeah. Like mm. stars are incredibly dense and they're just gonna pull rocks around them in into them. Yeah, like we are however many millions of miles away from the sun and we're still in its orbit because yeah. it's so gravitationally, you know, compelling. Yeah. So if there was a star that is the density a star needs yeah. to be in the centre of the Earth, it would just collapse in on itself. Yeah. So the idea of it just being made naturally isn't... It, it, it won't be. No. But it could be possible to engineer something like that, which is why people who believe in hollow earth pretty much you have to believe that there's a god who created it which to me so god's on hitler's side now (laughs) yeah yeah it's hard enough to justify god's existence and hitler's existence coexisting Mm. let alone and hitler went to live in a special place that god created for him that wasn't hell (laughs) (laughs) so that's the evidence against a hollow earth. Mm. Um, there isn't much for it, except for they believe it's true adamantly. I don't know, what are your... Do you believe in hollow earth, Tom? <laughs> I don't. I think, like, if, if if you genuinely believe it, I would I would love for you to prove it. Yeah. You know, go to a hole, take a GoPro, show me. I would lo- I would love to know. But... If it's just a kind of fantasy of yours where there's magic and there's a utopia and the sun and there's God and Hitler escapes and also there's a QAnon New yeah. World Order thing, it seems more like this is just part of the story yeah. you're telling. I mean, the thing that I find especially irritating is that, sure, you might believe there's a hollow earth, but why does it come with all of these bonus things like the Aryan race lives there and there's that's where mammoths come from? You don't need all of that to believe that there's a hollow earth. Yeah. But they're all so tied together that I haven't seen anyone who believes just one of those things. Like, It's to make it more interesting. Yeah. Yes, isn't it? And more compelling. But it, yeah, it seems... It seems like an idea from beginning to end that has just been led by blokes being like, oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... I But, like, Flat Earth, I believe, more than Hollow Earth. Not because I think it's more likely. I think it's probably more likely that there's a huge gap in the middle of the Earth and that the Earth is flat. But the way they've presented it is piss poor. Like, they... Yeah. You haven't presented me anything to go on. At least Flat Earth is trying. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a chance that this forum... Is is... made by Flat Earthers to try and dispute the round earth? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but that is a compelling idea. There's no evidence for it, but it is very interesting I like the idea that it's a false flag operation run by the Flat Earthers. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you globeheads sound like. (laughs) Yeah. No, what was I going to say? Um, Like, is there a chance that this forum is just a load of people almost like joining together in a role play? 
as part no, of No, because it's not I'm fantasy. not just looking at one forum, there's multiple many forums. Right. So it's not just people sort of joining in on a game together almost and sort of willingly. I don't think so because a lot of the um websites that they discuss this, they also discuss other quite serious conspiracy th- like a lot of QAnon discussion goes on in other parts of the forum. Yeah. And like it's it's I truly don't believe that it is just people messing around. One because of the sheer number of people who are posting. Yeah. And two because of the things it's posted alongside. And mm. the way that people post where they're linking articles about certain frozen animals that they're like, Oh, these are big animals, maybe they came from Hollow Earth. <laughs> So they're doing the research, if you like. They're doing yeah, it's just bad work. research. Yeah. Hmm. That's scary to think about. Yeah, I'm sure that some of them don't believe in it, just messing with people, but mm. um, a lot of them, I think, genuinely do. Whenever I tell people about this podcast and I tell them about some of the theories that we talk about, one of the most common things that people say to me is that, like, I've been hoodwinked and that, like, they don't actually believe that. Like, especially the, like, Beatles don't exist one. Mm. People are like, that can't be, people can't believe that. They're just pretending to believe it. And, like, you're taking it seriously. But, like, I just don't think that's true. Like, we, I, there are things that I've looked at and I can tell that it's people just taking the piss. Like, I don't know, with the urine therapy stuff, there's a lot of people who are, like, egging other people on. Yeah. Trolling them. Yeah, you can kind of tell. But, like, with this, I don't think there are that many who don't believe it but are posting about it. Maybe maybe I am very naive, but... (laughs) I don't know. I guess it's almost, even though it's compelling, it's not, like, funny enough just in itself to be funny like urine therapy. Yeah, yeah. Like, the moon doesn't exist. That has a lot of trolls. Mm. But Hollow Earth, I don't think, has a spec. And I also think it's not a very well-known theory. No. No, not to me. Like, Flat Earth is well-known. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's mad. Like, we did our QAnon episode, like, two years ago, almost. Oh, did we? Wow. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, since then, it's only become more of a thing. Like, it was a very fringe... 4chan thing at the time yeah and it is uh concerning to see believers for this sort of thing go up rather than down and spread out their beliefs like Mm, disseminate most people no i mean like as in most people who believe one conspiracy theory they start with one but they don't end with one Mm. they believe many conspiracy theories so there's like gateway conspiracy yeah and i think (laughs) That sounds silly, but I think QAnon is a gateway conspiracy theory. A lot of these people seem to have come down the QAnon pipeline and got to Hollow Earth. You know, my favourite genre of of post that I've seen is like Mm. uh, screen caps of posts from like people on Facebook describing how their lives have been ruined because they've like believed in QAnon. I say favourite. I know it is bad to laugh at. But it, in it'll what be, way? It'll be people being like, oh, you know, my go- my grandchildren won't come for dinner because they won't listen to me when I tell them about the deep state. 
Jesus. It's like, just even if you believe that, if they're clearly not into it, just, you know, just keep quiet. Don't insist upon it so much that you lose touch with your family. It's difficult, though, when these people are being brainwashed. Mm. Yeah, really, really manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. thank you for joining us. This was a fun (laughs) episode, I think. It's been a while since we've done a proper conspiracy i think yeah i think the last We've couple have branched been out a bit about memes basically yeah memes and youtube yeah yeah but i i like getting back to basics and doing a um a good old nazi hole theory <laughs> <laughs> but nazis always get involved in any conspiracy theory do. it's just even the beatles one they turned up didn't they oh yeah i think so always they're they're always there Mm. anyway thank you for listening if you liked our episode please subscribe and all of that good stuff and follow us on twitter at cat's cabinet underscore pod thanks for listening